0: Today's guest is Holly Lasky of Aligned Optimum Vitality Coaching. She is an artist, a professional musician, entrepreneur, and now a master coach. And as a master coach, she tells her story of the holistic transformation, becoming pain and depression-free, resolving trauma, food addiction, and becoming successful as an entrepreneur. Please give a warm welcome to Ever Blessed Holly Lasky. Let's get the intros here and know exactly um, who, right. is, who is Holly Lasky. I would definitely like to know what inspired you to venture into this career path, specifically in coaching. But I know that you have a broad background, um, like I mentioned before. Uh, you are an artist, a professional musician, entrepreneur. And now, of course, like I just mentioned as well, you are a uh, master coach. So can you tell me what inspired you to venture into this career path?
1: Well, you know, that's an interesting question because uh, because it is such a, a dramatic change in some ways. Um, yes, I am a professional musician and uh, I've done the conservatory classical thing. I've played in a rock and roll band. Uh, I've done studio work. Um, I write music. I arrange. Um, I've done voiceover. Um, I've done conducting. Uh, kind of you name it I've done it I've I've worked in music education as well because that just becomes like a natural outgrowth of of working with uh, with other um, people Um, planned big events all of those things I loved what I was doing as a musician Um, and it's it's kind of an interesting journey uh, as far as I've always been an entrepreneur so I've been a serial entrepreneur um, so, coaching actually, I found coaching as a client first, and for me, I had phenomenal results. Um, I had such uh, life-changing results, and I got asked to speak at a conference um, a couple of years ago, and I and it was amazing. I had an amazing experience, and then I came away from that and said, you know, as amazing it is as as it is to tell my story of how I got to where I was was and all the changes and all the growth and all those things. I really wanted to be able to support other people in their journey. And, uh, and that's really what inspired me and kind of one thing was leading to another. And the people who I, who were my coaches are, um, are my mentors now. And, uh, uh, and their company is you know where I got my certifications, and it's also where I met my current business partner and uh, and then we formed our own coaching company, aligned Optimum Vitality Coaching uh, this yeah. year. so it's been it's been kind of an amazing journey. Uh, and as much as I love, well, I would have to say all the things I love about music, the creativity, the connection with people, um, the ability to Think on your feet and and do amazing projects. All of that translates to coaching as well. So mm-hmm. uh, it's been it's been an exciting thing because in, on the music side of things, I can be very selective about what I'm doing, and and now I'm have this whole new area of my life opening up.
0: Yeah, for sure. Wow, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, this 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 is um, definitely going to be an interesting conversation. I used to play the cello and violin and I actually have a violin in my closet that I've been wanting to touch and play and <laughs> start up playing again. Uh, I think I've had it for about 10 years now and it's just been sitting in the closet. And I'm like, I have to find a way to like uh, get back into it. I just never have a moment to just enjoy and just just it, it
1: is definitely there is something about doing music that creates brain connectivity that nothing else does.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, and uh, now uh, in in the music side of what I do, I'm I'm more the um, the person who works with other professional musicians. Um, and and but then every so often I have somebody who's coming back to it or somebody who's always wanted to do it. But yeah, I, you know, I'd say take that violin out and see what happens. That's exciting.
0: (laughs) It is, it is. And uh, hopefully this is going to be very encouraging because once I downgrade to not being as like a serial entrepreneur like yourself, I might be able to actually (laughs) enjoy life as it is. um, Embrace a lot of the things that I have on the back burner. But yeah, for sure, for sure. That's really interesting because, um, you know, the coaching, has so many levels, so many nuances and uh i've always thought that one of these days i'm going to be needing a coach in my life in on some aspect either a business a voice but you know it's to me coaching like i said it's all different levels it could be with your music it could be with your the artistical side we're all coaches in some aspect can you tell me exactly what let me make sure i say this correctly because I think it's a tongue twister for me, because I wouldn't say this on a daily basis. (laughs) Aligned Optimum, Vitality, Coaching. So what does that entail? What specifically do you work with inside in your coach? Like if you had a prospective client, what are they looking to get from your services?
1: Well, uh, like I say, I came to coaching because my own experience as a client was so transformative. And now as a master coach, part of that process is you continue to sit in the client seat. So everything I facilitate for my clients, I have done repeatedly also as a client. And, uh, and so I think that, that I, often people who are venturing into coaching for the first time find that very reassuring. Um, and definitely everybody needs coaching every coach needs a coach I have several in my life Um, and it is because we have all of these things happening in all of these different areas of our life and uh, one of my favorite little cartoons is there's a jar of peanut butter and a jar of jam and the peanut butter is saying to the jam I'm jam and the jam is going like no you're not you're peanut butter it's like, no, 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 I'm jam. I know I'm jam. It's like, no, no, you are peanut butter. And and this is part of what happens with coaching is we need somebody from outside, that outside perspective to see the label on the jar and to see the things that we can't see ourselves. So when I sit in the client seat, I know I, in the coaching side of my brain, I'm going, oh, shoot, I'm <laughs> and in my Stuff and I don't know, you know. And this is where you you're you have you you're creating a partnership with someone uh, in that relationship and in that moment, and, and creating that safe space for people to really be able to bring up the most vulnerable parts of their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I I I do all kinds of different modalities and combine them, but one of the biggest things that makes what I do very different is. There's a lot of people out there coaching,
0: mm-hmm.
1: without a doubt. There's a lot of coaches out there, a lot of people doing amazing work. Um, most coaches are coaching on the conscious level, the conscious reframe. Um, they're working with the conscious mind. What I do that's different is I work with the unconscious as well as the conscious mind.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So 95% is unconscious. 3 to 5% is conscious. So you can do all the work on the conscious level, and if your unconscious mind does not agree, your results are very short-lived. And the same goes the other way. You can do all the work on the unconscious level. If your conscious mind doesn't have agreement, if there's not congruency there, then, again, your results are very short-lived and And uh, this is where a lot of people say, "Well, I'm working really hard." and And so when uh, in in coaching and creating that congruency between the conscious and the unconscious mind, you're bringing things up to the conscious level. You're resolving them, releasing them, reframing them. There's all kinds of great techniques depending on what it is. Releasing trauma, this was the thing that drew me to coaching primarily. Mm. Um, I saw the the potential for resolution of trauma in a way I had never experienced anywhere else. And you're really taking taking someone from zero to 10 in their life and creating a new zero. And mm. then they have that new zero to grow from. And it's this upper trajectory in growth that you're creating with someone, and the fact that everything's connected. So I was I was working with a client and coaching her in her business, and by the time we got to well, we were about eight hours into our our time together uh, in coaching, she was symptom free of fibromyalgia. Hmm.
0: Oh wow. Okay.
1: Yeah, so it's kind of an amazing thing because it does, it affects every area of your life. Whatever's going on affects everything else. And so what I do is I, I'm i asking the questions. I'm getting down to what what's really going on. <laughs> so people people will come to a session and they'll say, um, you know, I, I need to deal with my health. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I will ask them a few more questions and we'll get down to they're experiencing a lot of loss in their life. And then you go even deeper underneath, underneath that to get down to the core issue, which uh, right. for the particular person when they were seven years old, their parents divorced and they decided that they were the ones responsible. Mm. and they felt unloved and uncared for. And so from seven years old, this person had lived their entire life. I'm responsible. It's my fault. I'm unloved and I'm uncared for. And now we're all free from that. But this person lived their whole life according to that. So it's no wonder that they're struggling with their health. It's no wonder they're working with through family issues and law. Mm. And You know and so this is what happens we we have something happen very early on and because of the decision we make there it affects everything moving forward so we can go back to where those things started and release them actually break the negative neural connections create positive neural connections you don't change what happened to the person but you change what they think about it and what they feel about it and it changes how they view not only the past, but how they view the future.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was going to ask you a question about that because as an extension to this discussion is because my mother has been struggling with fibromyalgia like ha- like literally half of my life. Um, so that's 20 some years that she's been dealing with it. And uh, she herself has encountered situations that you just identified people with uh, childhood trauma and other additional things that they're carrying on in their, in their life. And it just breaks my heart that she had to put so much burden on her future in her, that she's still carrying it on. And I just want her to have such an enriched and better life. It's so, it's so funny. It's interesting. Like usually you would think that a parent is always thinking like that for their child. But for me, I've always been the parent in a yes. relationship with my mother it's usually the other way around. The parents should be thinking about the child and, you know, the beneficials of their bring up and their childhood and, you know, the everlasting results of trauma and um, trying to put them on a the proper path and give them proper resourceful tools and becoming an, an actual adult in society. This became a behavior that I would carry on throughout my life and then becoming a parent myself my kids are like, why are you worrying about everything and anything? I, I just, it's just because that's probably one of my traumas myself, you know, I had to deal with that. And, and um, so I just wanted to share that with you uh, in regards to that. So,
1: it makes total sense with your mom and the relationship with the, you had with your mom, you know, you became the parent. And and so now, you know, you can see how the things in the past translate to the future. And you're the one with your kids now who's worrying and, and being, you know, wanting to take care of everything, because that's what you had to do for your mom. That mm-hmm. makes total sense. Mm-hmm.
0: You open up my mind a little bit more in reflecting that because now it makes more sense now that speaking with you, Holly, it's brought more uh, awareness in that it all relates to that. And mm-hmm. I thank you for sharing that for me. Because um, I wanted to ask you also, you wanted to talk about it is um, your story of the holistic transformation. And um, I want to hear that. I know the listeners would love to hear that. I just... Um, And I have kind of a similar story in regards to, uh, however, I didn't have that holistic transformation. It was pretty much like self awareness kind of came up to, but I've never really had the holistic transformation. So I want to hear your side of this, your story in regards to that, if you would like to share that with the listeners.
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, we have a lot in common there because. My, the biggest change for me happened about five years ago, and I was really struggling with my health. Um, I had triple meniscus tears in both knees. I was carrying a lot of extra weight. Um, I have arthritis in both knees. I was dealing with chronic uh, depression, Mm -hmm. chronic pain, headaches. I was in so much pain, I couldn't even feel all the pain I was in. It wasn't until some of it started to resolve that I really realized how bad things had gotten. Oh, wow. And it just, and it wasn't like something that happened like quickly. It just, it happened gradually over a really long period of time. And, uh, there came a moment of, I had almost given up Mm. thought, you know, I've just got to do the best I can. I'm just going to kind of muscle through my life. I've got to ignore the pain that I'm in and be there for, you know, my, my family, for my husband, for my daughter. Uh, for my mom, who lives with us, um, because uh, after my dad passed away, and and it was just there was a lot of taking care, you know, of everybody else, so, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I know that's a part of your story as well. And so I was very busy taking care of everybody else and not really paying attention to what was happening for me. But was also in that place of I don't think it can get better. And at that point, I had to borrow somebody else's belief that change was possible. And at that point, I just wanted a little more function, a little less pain. Mm -hmm. That's really all I was looking for. Um, We happened to connect uh, at that time with an amazing chiropractor who's now a very good friend of mine, who's been on this journey with me and been uh, a, a person that I've been accountable to. And and it was it was kind of he really believed that this could change and uh, his, his name is Dr. Adam Fields he's an amazing chiropractor and just so passionate about helping people heal and as I started to work with him he got me off the cane in six weeks um, the the pain started to shift uh, changes were happening and I could hardly believe it it was like Wait a minute, and all of a sudden I lost like twenty five pounds. It was like, How did that happen? I don't even know <laughs> and 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 then, as i and I was you and this is where you know the conscious and the unconscious mind, I was working very consciously on things and seeing the possibility and actually seeing the changes starting to happen. My unconscious mind, however, said, Oh, now it's time to bring up some things that you mm. need to deal with." And so, for me, when when I look at you know where my health was at that point, uh, and then looking at all the caretaking, looking at all the tremendous loss that I've been through with my family, um, my my husband has had very uh, catastrophic uh, illnesses, mm-hmm. uh, which have very profoundly affected our life. Um, and yet, underneath all of that was that I was molested as a kid. Mm-hmm. And you know somebody close to my family, and it went on for a period of time. And and at that time, I didn't know how to talk about it. I didn't know what to say. I was, you know, so many people in that situation feel so much uh, shame, and they're blaming themselves. And yet, you know, I was a kid, and so I I did well. And this is what part of our unconscious mind's job is to protect us. And my unconscious mind at that time protected me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I kind of compartmentalized that part of my life. And when that abuse ended, um, I went on with my life, but that was there underneath. And I was living my life through that filter of my trauma and I was doing everything I could possibly do. You know, I would do, I would go to counseling, I, you know, things would happen and something would come up and I'd say, okay, I'm gonna go to counseling. And I'd do that for a little while and things would get a little bit better and, and then not so much. And, um, you know, and my health progressively uh, got worse over the years. And so it wasn't uh, suddenly I woke up and I was, you know, over 300 pounds. It just happened very, very gradually. So it's been an interesting journey for me because when I found I was I was dealing very consciously with my health with Dr. Fields, and then that's when coaching actually entered my life, and I began to understand that it was the things underneath that needed to be resolved so that I could actually heal from the inside out.
0: Wow!
1: And and what's what's so incredible, uh, and I love I love 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 what I do uh, because. What happens for us is that every second, we have 11 million bits of information coming at us. 11 million every second. So if you were to imagine one bit of information like a toothpick, in very short order, you're going to have toothpick, uh, toothpicks over your head and be buried. So our unconscious mind, its job, its first job beyond protecting us is to take in and organize information so we take in um and and the our unconscious mind will distort delete and generalize this is why we don't always remember everything precisely but it's still there underneath the unconscious mind is storing that, inf- that information goes through all of the filters of our life, our trauma, our education, our family, our background, our values, our spiritual beliefs, mm-hmm. all of those things. And from that, it kind of sounds like matrixy. We, we create our internal representation of our world, the way we perceive it. And so we're only able to, going through that process, to assimilate 134 bits of information. So as that 11 million is coming in every second and is being condensed down to that 134 for us to create our representation of the world, um, from that comes our thoughts and our emotions and our actions. So I had been living most of my life through the filter of my trauma. And that was what had created all of those things where I had been looking for the evidence to back up all of the things that came from my trauma. So when I found coaching to be able to actually release those things, to create the positive connection, to break the negative neural connection was the amazing thing about doing this kind of work is that when you're, you're in essence, cleaning those filters in your life. And when you clean those filters, not only does it change the way that you perceive your past, it actually creates a new future for you. And, and that has been definitely my journey because um, I've created a new future. I've lost over a hundred pounds. Um, I was yoga student of the month at one oh. point. Um, I, I belly dance. Um, I I've been depression free for almost three years now. Um, oh. I've been I'm all the chronic pain is gone. So not only have I been able to create a new life that I wouldn't have even imagined five years ago. Um, I can now look back and have incredible gratitude for the journey that that I've experienced. That's everything that happened before got me here.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow! Yes, I'm. I I really appreciate you sharing that with me and the listeners because that's that's hitting home on a lot of on a lot of levels. I haven't done my uh, I guess my holistic ugly cry as of yet. So I haven't I haven't had that moment where I would love to be in your in your position where you have been um depression free and you've come to you know a realization and in, in the closure and acceptance for your past. Um and I mean this is definitely something beneficial for not just me but for all listeners who are dealing with the same situation I know there's a lot of people who are going through what I've gone through on on different levels for many years or and I'm thinking how long how long do I have to keep dancing the same thing understanding that this is not just the only dance that I have to dance I just feel like this is this there's got to be another chord to this there has to be another shift in my in the steps of my life, but I just feel like I'm stuck in that same position and I just can't get out of it. And I think for you explaining your journey, your transformation brings more light and understanding that it's closer than we really think. We just have to acknowledge that we need to make a change in our lives. Um, The point where we say enough is enough and I need to grow. I need to grow on a spiritual level or holistical level or any level that they're looking that they need to get out of that rut, out of that wheel or out of that same dance. So I thank you for sharing that. This is going to be very interesting um, conversation for us because I know that you wanted to also kind of dive into just a little bit more on Either these t- particular topics that I think I we've talked about this the strategy and how to do one thing and and do everything. I love the one you talk you you wanted to also talk on the subject of emotional intelligence. I know that emotional also EI emotional intelligence versus your IQ. But I think that's probably on a different level of conversation. It, you-
1: it all kind of connects. And that's why I was I was looking at over the questions and the things that, that we were going to discuss. First, let, let me first say that just, you know, the awareness that you have, you know, you talked about doing the same dance over and over. And you're right. There's, you know, so many people are in that place. I was in that place, too, of doing the same thing over and over and not really trying to get out of it, you know, it's like you're working really hard and 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 you consciously say, This is what I want, and yet you're always finding yourself doing the same thing over and over. And so I just I really want to recognize, you know, your vulnerability in and just your awareness in recognizing that pattern because that is the first step to saying, well, yeah, I want to do something different. I want it to be different. And so often we just don't know how. Mm-hmm. We're just you know, we want it, we just, and, and I was in the same place too. And I, I love what I do as a coach because this is exactly what I do. I help get people unstuck. Um, I help them release their trauma. Um, we, uh, I deal with PTSD, addiction, all of these things, um, because they have their roots way back to, um, to our very early years. Um, mm-hmm. now you mentioned, uh, emotional intelligence, Emotions are a really interesting thing. I don't know about you, but I grew up with there are bad emotions and there are good emotions, and mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people have grown up that way. Bad emotions, good emotions, and 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 expressing bad emotions was not acceptable mm-hmm. or not, you know, wasn't polite. It wasn't nice, you know, that kind of thing. And one of the biggest shifts for me in becoming a coach and being a client as well was understanding that emotions are information. And so one of the biggest places of of learning and acquiring, because we can absolutely acquire emotional intelligence, one of the first steps of that is understanding emotions are information. It's like the dashboard on the car. The light comes up on the dashboard and says, hey, change your oil, check your tire pressure, mm-hmm. you know, uh, there's, there's something you need to pay attention to and emotions are exactly that. It's, it's, um, it's what do we need to learn from it? Um, and the fact that it isn't about them being bad or good. They just are.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the other thing that that's interesting about emotional intelligence is that we, Early on, uh, when we're very small, we don't know what angry is or sad or happy even. We're just experiencing life for the first time. So something happens and this is where the language of things becomes really important in how we communicate. We attach a label. So when we're very young and something happens, we attach that label and say, oh, that must be angry. And then something else happens and we compare it to what we've already labeled in our lives at that point. And, and, you know, this isn't like a conscious thing. This is just happening on the unconscious level. And so something else happens and we go, oh, well, you know, that doesn't quite match angry. Maybe that's sad. Okay, that's sad. Something else, happened. oh, that's angry. And we create this string of events or, or experiences that we've put this label on. And, and then we begin to collect evidence to support that label. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is we, this, this is why not only what do we need to learn from our emotions, but also are we experiencing our emotions appropriately and in proportion? This is why people have like road rage and things like that. So we have this whole string of emotional experiences and definitions that we've created. It's kind of like, trying to catch a plane and you're running through the airport and instead of your carry-on bag, you've got 20 pieces of luggage all tied together behind you Mm. and you're dragging them to the gate. That's really difficult. I mean, that's, that's challenge. That's hard. And so what I love in, in the, in what I do with my clients is we cut it loose and we cut that connection so that maybe you only have a carry-on. So not only are you beginning to evaluate your emotions differently, but you're also experiencing them appropriately and in proportion. The first time that after I, there's a process where you release negative emotions from their root cause in your life. And after I had done that the first time uh, I, I got angry about something and I, I texted my coach. I said, I'm really angry and his question was, well, is it appropriate? Is it in proportion? And I had to think about it and say, yeah, yeah, it is. And he's like, okay, so now what do you need to learn from it? And, and then it was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> there is something I need to learn here. So the, all of those things have been, uh, like for me personally, life-changing, and to bring those to my clients has just been amazing.
0: The mm-hmm. idea that
1: you don't have to carry that stuff with you. Mm. You don't have to carry it.
0: Yeah, I have the, I have the trunk uh, luggage uh, that I'm carrying. <laughs> I don't want to do it anymore. My arms are sore. <laughs> so. <laughs> but um, I've always understood that emotions, like you said, emotions is information. I never really thought of it that way, but I said, emotions are good it all depends on how you utilize it, how, it, you know, there's input and there's output, how you, you can be angry, you can be sad, you can be happy, but how do you identify it? Is it constructive or is it destructive? I mean, and like you said, like the road rage thing, that's to me, that's, that's destructive. But my, I, have a, I have a nine-year-old, he has a sensory processing disorder. Mm -hmm. And so dealing with overstimulation, just, you know, in the child's environment, Mm -hmm. he goes off, like he has his own little miniature road rage scenarios. You know, it's, it's, it's human to have emotions.
1: Absolutely. Well, and to have different strategies for how we deal with things. Um, And especially like for your son, when we're younger, things are happening. We don't we don't always we're not always able to articulate it yet you know and so to have different different strategies different coping mechanisms different um uh like uh, a lot of especially especially boys um need a lot of activity and and movement um my daughter is 17 and she's kind of the same way she needs a lot of movement and activity and uh and and so it's been interesting dealing with some of the same things as far as strategies and and really saying like bringing that mindfulness uh, with your son it's like, well, would you want to be friends with somebody who's treating you this way you know what kind of friend do you want to be and you know and it's tough when we're growing up because because we're in that stage of of putting labels to things and understanding how to function in the world. And, you know, we, we use different um, coping mechanisms and some of those can really help us uh, and can be very healthy for us. And some of them help us, but aren't very healthy for us. I mean, so I I think that is part of that growth process, Mm -hmm. especially, especially dealing with our kids. It's been interesting for, for me as I've been, working on my own stuff because that's part of what you do as, as a coach i'm i'm in the client seat too and and i work on my stuff because it makes me a better coach but it, it beyond that i think it just makes me a better human being and it's been interesting to see my relationship with my daughter change and at one point she said recently to me she goes well mom we don't really argue anymore and i thought about it and i thought oh you're right it's because i'm dealing i've been able to resolve things that I wasn't, that weren't resolved before. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times uh, we're we're operating from what's called an away from, it's, it's a negative. It's like, I don't want this. And so often a lot of times in just changing the way we say it, it's like, well, what do you want instead? Well, I, I want to be a loving, nurturing parent, who is um, paying attention to my family's, you know, needs and wants and being able to balance my life and, you know, whatever it is for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes it's just beginning to, to turn that language around. And s- instead of saying what you don't want, it's like, well, what do you want instead of that?
0: Yeah, that's what that's a perfect way of Identifying it, I definitely need to put that into my verbiage because, you know, saying um, identifying something in a positive light is the proper way. You know, instead of having to look at it from a different. And I think that has a lot. Like I said, it's, it stems from the childhood that I had. Oh, absolutely. The the constant you'll you know, you're this, you're that, you'll never be this, you'll never accomplish that. It's always that you will, you will not, or you can't, or it won't, you won't accomplish. And um, I put that into my verbiage and I'm like, I need to just kind of like have that self-reflect on the way that I treat myself.
1: Absolutely. I, you know, it is definitely, there is there's two sides to that. So, so I I'm, I'm, want to answer both sides of that. When we, and this is, you know, th- therapy versus coaching. Therapy has a definite role. Therapy is when you're not functional in your life and you need to get functional. And mm-hmm. so that's the primary focus of therapy. Coaching. So, so therapy gets you to functional. Coaching takes you from fun- functional and gets you towards optimum. And so, one of the things that often, you know, in 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 approaching things like therapy, we talk about it over and over and over. And that actually, while it's important to recognize and 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 be able to answer those questions and and come to those conclusions and see those connections, if that's all we do, we're actually reinforcing the negative neural connection. Hmm. So that neural connection instead of just being like the sidewalk becomes like the freeway in our brains, literally in our brains. And so the idea that you can take all of those things about you know, the messages that you received when you were growing up that you, you can't do something and you're never going to be this and, um, you know, and the, the trauma and all of those things, you can actually release them and break that neural connection and then create a positive neural connection, which is the, what do you want instead? You know, I'm brave, I'm strong, I'm courageous. I have a voice. Um, I, I'm, I'm loving. Um, and it changes everything. I, when, when we deal with our own stuff, it's, it's the wildest thing. And again, it's a little sci-fi because everything around you changes because you are showing up differently in your life hmm. And uh, so often I was I was talking to somebody and they said, oh, are uh, you know, try to explain. It's like, what exactly do you do? And it's like, well, would you like to talk about it for 20 years or in about 10 to 12 hours? Would you like to just get rid of it? And the person said to me, yeah, 10 to 12 hours, please. So I love what I do because, you you know, you can get down deep, fast and resolve it for the client and completely change and grow someone's neurology in the process. Mm -hmm. Um, It just opens up so many possibilities and I've seen it transform all the relationships in my life. And ironically enough, I was transforming and my husband, um, who I thought would never ever be open to coaching in any way, shape or form. And my daughter was not open either. Actually, they, they have experienced coaching now. I thought really that's going to happen, uh, but it did happen. So it was, uh, it was kind of an amazing, uh, an amazing process.
0: Wow. That um, is.
1: But that's- yeah, when, when you resolve your own stuff, one my mentors worked with someone whose um, whose husband was an alcoholic. They never worked with a the husband. They only worked with her hmm. and they, they did a, uh, the process that that I work a lot when I'm one-on-one with someone is what we call a breakthrough and we focus it in an area of life. So this, this client was focused on her relationship with her husband and kind of what was going on there with him being an alcoholic. Well, they were able to help her resolve and clear up her stuff, release her trauma, never saw the husband. He actually got sober. And went and got into AA and made changes in his life. He never got coaching. It was his wife. So it's it's interesting how the things that are happening within us, we're actually projecting out into the world around us. It's wow. part of that. What we're taking in and what we're giving out is that whole process of what reality we're creating for ourselves.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow, that is amazing.
1: I know that your growth journey is your growth journey.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: not anybody else's around you, whether it's, you know, significant relationships in your life or your children or, you know, your 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 first husband. Um, and and that's something I think we all experience as we begin to grow and and get very intentional about personal development.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, because that journey is unique to us. And yet we've got people around us going, what are you doing? No, are you? Did you choose to do that? Are you, you know, who don't? Who are, who are not quite always maybe getting it at first,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: and uh, and and so you know, my my husband, I was really appreciative that you know he's so incredibly supportive. Um, but he said many times, he's like, he said, "Yeah, that's I I, I couldn't do what you're doing," <laughs> which I think is hilarious because he's he does he connects with people in such an effective way all day long in every area of his life. So it's, it's interesting to, you know, see his shift of language. Actually, that's where you see things change a lot in the way that people talk about things, Mm -hmm. you know, what those Mm -hmm. definitions are and what they actually mean to each person.
0: Oh, for sure. And, um, and you're absolutely right. It was, some people are like seasons and, and, uh, just for the trip but they weren't there for the long haul and it's yeah. and happier uh, person I am growing I am becoming who I always wanted to be and uh, I get to share that with everyone else so and vice versa you know yeah. be on this podcast uh, has that's a, a big step in growth for me you know I would have never thought me of all people. <laughs> You know podcasting, no way, but yeah. yeah, things just come our way, and it's like that's the next step it was meant to be Absolutely.
1: so well and and finding finding your voice, mhm, really finding your voice in in a new way in your life. I mean, um, the podcast makes makes absolute sense when you know so much of and, and we've talked we've already talked a bit about this, you know we we operate so much from our unconscious and understanding Uh, actually i was uh uh, interviewed on another podcast recently and it was it's interesting how similar things are you know for so many people who are who are communicating in this way it's because they're working through um how important communication is to them Mm -hmm. and finding new ways to express that in their life and uh and you know i think doing this kind of of uh forum is just so amazing and helpful because so many people are going to be listening to it and there are going to be parts of your story and parts of my story that that they'll say, oh yeah, that's me. Mm -hmm. And, And that's really exciting because the idea of being able to encourage people, you know, we weren't meant to do this amazing journey of life by ourselves. We were designed to do this in community. And, uh, I think especially in this, in this time right now, people have gotten even more creative in creating community, um, in spite of, you know, some of the, uh, limitations we have right now. I mean, it just to have the technology we have to, for you and I to be having this conversation and, and we're in different states and different time zones. And here we are having this amazing conversation and connecting mm-hmm. um, and communicating and, uh, And that's, uh, it's exciting to see even in the midst of challenges, you know, how people get creative.
0: Yes. And uh, that's, that's probably what encourages me more to continue on this, on this journey as a podcaster, because just a beautiful journey that I've encountered and um, crossing paths with other beautiful people. It's just, it's just something that I would have never thought, but I'm, I'm enjoying I'm enjoying this stroll. That's for sure. Yeah. So,
1: <laughs> well, you know what's what's exciting is not only your listeners, but the people who are the closest to you are seeing you enjoy this process and enjoy what you're doing and enjoy, you know, the uh, how you're enjoying the conversations with other people and and telling part of your story. I mean, mm-hmm. and and you know the people around you are going to begin. I'm sure they already are. They're going to be noticing and going, Oh, you know, I didn't know that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm like, I'm literally like a a lot chest of, uh, of information that I just, you have to pry out of me, but I think this is also just a, a wonderful opening uh, gateway for me to express myself without having to feel um, pressured or pushed into something that i i feel comfortable in doing so as time goes by so thank you so much again i i would love for the listeners to follow you and to know more information about you now could you tell me exactly how they are able to reach out to you
1: oh absolutely well probably the easiest um the easiest way is uh, you can go to um, my website right now for my coaching company. Um, I have an amazing um, business partner who's also a master coach. Uh, her name is Carla Lloyd, and, uh, and she and I formed Aligned Optimum Vitality Coaching. So that is A-O-V-C dot coach. And if you go there, you can definitely, uh, you can, if you want to continue the conversation with either of us, and um, we have some opportunities there to schedule a free call with us. We like to really bring value to um, the people we're interacting with and, um, and really just start those conversations and find out where people are and how we can best support them. Um, So that's one way, definitely. Um, And then also uh, I'm on social media uh Instagram, um, uh, TikTok. Uh, my daughter is so amused by the fact I'm <laughs> and I get more views than she does. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> uh oh. Um so Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and uh and definitely um you can find me in all those places and I will make sure that uh that you have all that so when uh when this comes out that uh that people can just click on the links and go right to it. Oh, yeah. I have, we just started a new uh, Facebook group. Definitely. I would love to invite everybody to.
0: Yeah. It's
1: a little more health focused um, because uh, that's uh, one of the areas that we're focusing on right now. And uh, again, a great, it's a free group uh, and a great place to find some community, like-minded people, but also just um, tremendous value. Um, we want to bring uh, just these opening those conversations of different ways of thinking about things. And as a former food addict, um, this in the past would have been a really difficult time of year for me. And uh, so it's really exciting to not have those, (laughs) to not have that happening for me right now. And uh, and definitely um, wanting to support um, people out there who are struggling. There's a lot of of food issues, a lot of, you know, everything kind of gets tangled up and uh and so definitely we're we're doing some special things to support people during the holiday. Um so definitely find me in all those places and uh yeah it's uh my my daughter just told me uh that uh she was uh, she's actually one of the first people who will who will be watching my videos and and liking them which I think is pretty amazing. Uh, and we we have some great conversations about them. Um but yes definitely I uh, that's. I think that's the other thing. All the things I, I, I think in the beginning I was saying. All the things I really loved about music, I find them in coaching. The creativity, the connection with people, um, just being able to be, you know, really truly stepping into who I am, and um, and having meaningful connection and conversations with people, and and that's one of the things I love the most is you know, we, we start with those conversations and go
0: from there. Yeah, that's beautiful. Well, thank you so much. This has been an honor, Holly. This is, uh, this has been very refreshing for me. And I know that the listeners will be uh, right along with me in saying that this is best information. I think we actually need right at this very moment in our lives that this was the perfect time for a lot of people if they're listening in this time is now. I mean, you didn't expect to have a, a podcast that would have a person who would be at the right moment in your life to be there for you with more information on how you're able to overcome. And uh, I, it's been an honor, Holly, to have you here as my guest. And I'm, I believe that we'll be crossing paths because I know that on a side note, I will probably be reaching out to you personally. <laughs>
1: well, well yes and I really just uh, I, I feel so honored and so privileged every time I get to connect with someone new and just again the opportunity to sort of tell the story a bit but also the thing that really uh, that I'm so passionate about is connecting with people and walking with people in their journey and mm-hmm. uh, and to have the you know the the high level of skills that I have and um, the resources that I have now that I, it's like five years ago, I would, I, if you had told me you're going to be doing this, I would have said, what? You're (laughs) not. So I'm, I'm loving every moment of it. And it's always such a privilege and such an honor to connect with, with people and to have, you know, these amazing conversations. So I appreciate that very much.
0: Yes. Thank you so much again. You know,
1: and so a lot of times, you know, stuff happens over a longer period of time. And all of a sudden we just like we want we want the quick fix. Mm
0: -hmm. So it's,
1: it's finding that balance for people. We want to give people amazing tools that are going to help them, you know, reframe and, you know, do all those things in the moment, but also get down to those deep things that are actually causing it. Well, I loved our conversation, and love. I'd love to, you know, continue it with you. I mean, you, you know, there were a lot of things that came up for you. Things about your first husband, things about your son, yeah, things about your mom, and you know the and all the messages of childhood and your abuse. And um, I'd love to. I'd love. I'd love to work with you and and release all those things with you. So I would love to talk to talk further.
0: Thank you for listening to Noise Paloo Zion podcast. If you're wanting to share or follow, I am on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, or website jasminecastillovoice.com. Show your love on any of the podcasts that does reviews, like Apple or Spotify. Thank you so much. Stay tuned for the next episode every Friday.